Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, the day, of course, that we find out, of course, who is going to be our president, our next president of the United States for the next four years. Yes, of course, I am referring to Election Day 2020. And welcome to episode number 906 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. W- Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we'll have our wrestling news and booster segments, which will be coming here courtesy of uh, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. Of course, King and W of Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jared D. Geralmo is, of course, our good friends at 411mania.com. We have a few stories, of course, to cover there tonight. <clears throat> but also, we have on here currently, who is, we also have on here currently, uh, of course, our wrestling history and birthday report, as brought to us every single time by our own human suplex machine, the best, uh, our resident historian. I have not used that term for him in a long time. He is, of course, a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is also a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series, including co-holder of the OVWS and GWI Tag Team Title Belts with the Can Club's Mint Patel, <clears throat> and also part of the team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. He is, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Now, also just coming in on the line here, folks, via our TalkShoe video service. He is also a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Resident Incorporated Facebook page on 
Okay, Facebook page, yes. He is also, of course, a multiple title holder in the WCWS Trivia Championship Series. <clears throat> he is also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the man with the golden voice, as we always say here, of course, here indeed. Uh, and, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's go and bring him in here right now. He is the sole man, of course, the one and the only Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, Justin, uh, John and Justin, good to have you both here with us here this evening for Revolution episode number 906. If you care to chime in, of course, on anything and everything that we had to talk about here this evening, ladies and gentlemen, uh, along beside myself, John and Justin, and of course, hopefully we'll have some more folks pop on here momentarily. Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID one three eight zero five five pound the magic six numbers and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here tonight which of course will include in addition to our news reviews and history and birthdays we will also of course ladies and gentlemen talk about what uh, took place last night on uh, on of course the Monday Night Raw of course as of course we head towards Survivor Series season um, I'm sure like I said it's not making some people have said it's not making that much of an impression so far. But, of course, we'll do some discussion here about it here in just a few moments. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you, of course, another update here as far as our Halloween Havoc Championship Tournament is going. As well as, of course, a couple of other um, uh, title matches we actually just posted here just recently. to let you know, of course, where, where they are currently standing. Those, uh, And, by the way, the two ma extra matches that we added have nothing to do with the Halloween Havoc Championship Tournament. These are separate uh, title poll matches, and we will give you, of course, the official updates, the official results for that. This coming as well, of course, with as, as well as the results for the, of course, uh, um, Halloween Havoc Championship Tournament second quarterfinals. This Friday night on Revolution, but we'll talk more about that here, here in a little bit later in the show. It is now, ladies and gentlemen, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time here, of course, on Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. Let's go ahead and see what we have here in our Wrestling News and Views here segment here tonight. As we said, of course, our good friends at 411 Mania, of course, we do thank them for allowing us here in the WCWS Radio Network to read their stories on all of our shows. We, of course, in addition to Revolution, of course, also Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WWS This Morning, and others. Uh, of course, we have a couple of stories here pertaining to tomorrow night's NXT. Let's go ahead and bring this here to you. Uh, first off, uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Kushida will take on Cameron Grimes tomorrow night on NXT. Uh, let's see what this does. Let's read about this. Another bout is set about uh, we have we have we do have a match set up for this week's episode of NXT with Cameron Grimes taking on Kushida. WWE has announced that the two will face off on this week's episode. Uh, of course, the card here. Of course, we do we did have of course uh, another story here pertaining to a a ladies match that's going to take place. So we'll go ahead and give you the update right here. The updated card, of course, so far we do have four matches lined up here so far. Tommaso Ciampa will take on the Velveteen Dream. Dakota Kai will take, oh, actually two ladies matches, I should say. Dakota Kai will take on Ember Moon. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart will take on Tony Storm. And Kushida will take on Cameron Grimes. Of course, here's the announcement for the Kushida-Cameron Grimes match. 
one of NXT's hottest superstars looks to keep rolling tomorrow night as Kushida battles Cameron Grimes. Kushida's star has never been brighter since arriving in NXT. The black and gold brand's resident time splitter has been landing major victories, most recently toppling his Velveteen Dream at NXT TakeOver 31 and pinning Tommaso Ciampa in a triple threat match last month. Meanwhile, has Grimes recovered after last week's haunted House of Terror match? After what was nothing less than a nightmare for the technical savage, Grimes left a bizarre encounter with upper body injuries, though the mental toll may even be greater after the horrors he experienced at the hands of Dexter Loomis. Of course, Kashida will face Grimes tomorrow night at NXT at 8, 7 Central on the USA Network. Of course, we'll of course, keep you updated about that, of course, as far as the results go for that and the other matches for NXT tomorrow night, of course, on Revolution. Our next, our next uh, story here, Jeremy Thomas posted posted this story. Uh, it, has, it has some various news right here. As Nick, the Nick Gage Invitational first round matches has been set, and a new stardom about. Okay, the first round matches are officially set for the Nick Gage Invitational. GCW announced on Tuesday that the following matches are set for the first round, which will take place this weekend in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Lucky 13 will take on Shane Mercer. AJ Gray will take on Masada. Alex Colon will take on Arrow Boy. And Low Life Louie will take on Mance Warner. The, of course, this was posted on uh, Fight TV's Twitter uh, account. The opening round matchups are set. And thankfully, you don't have to wait long to see them. At GCW Wrestling, return to the gambling mecca, hashtag Atlantic City, or hashtag NG15. The annual tradition that creates more buzz each year and who will advance live on hashtag, F, uh, hashtag fight. Stardom has announced that Lady C will make her professional debut at their November 14th show. She will face Saya Lida. Of course, like I said, this was posted on her Twitter account here. Lady C makes her professional wrestling debut on November 14th at Cora Kieran Hall versus Saya Lida. There's a picture on their Twitter account if you want to, of course, see that. Of course, also, Jeremy Thomas did post, they did post this earlier. Um, of course, uh, kicked off um, um, about two hours ago. Of course, I hadn't talked about this week's edition of AEW Dark. Um, of course, the card, of course, like I said, is as follows. Uh, Alan Five Angels with the rest of the Dark Order will take on VSK. John Four Silver, Cole Cabana, and Ten with the Dark Order will take on the team of Sean Dean, Cesar Bononi, and Fuego Del Sol. The Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny will take on Jersey Muscle. Chaos Project will take on the Private Party. D3 will take on Will Hobbs. Darby Allen will take on Bishop, I guess it's Bishop King. Uh, Dave Dutra will take on Ricky Starks. Sammy Guevara will take on Lee Johnson. Layla Hirsch and Elena Black will, will take on Red Velvet and, and Brandy Rhodes with Dustin Rhodes in their corner. Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt in their corner will take on Danny Limelight and Casey Navarro. Frankie Kazarian will take on Ryzen. Sean Maluda and Alex Chamberlain will take on Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Aaron Solo and Angel Fashion will take on Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Lady Tapa will take on Killen King. And Evil Uno and Stu Grayson with the Dark Order will take on the team of Baron Black and Nick 
Komoroto. And that was, of course, earlier tonight here, ladies and gentlemen, so be sure to check out that episode of AEW Dark. I'm sure it'll be on, of course, their YouTube channel already uh, by now, indeed. So, And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did talk about, of course, that Shotzi Blackheart and Tony Storm will be facing each other tomorrow night on NXT. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as we have some WWE news here. A new video looks at, of course, Undertaker and Maven's history. And also, Miss Bliss introduces Nikki Cross to Furbies. A new video from WWE looks at the history between The Undertaker and Maven amid the company's 30 Days of the Dead Man. You can, of course, see the video is right here on this page if you want to see it, which was posted ahead of Maven's appearance on, on tomorrow's edition of The Bump. Yes, Maven is supposed to be making an appearance on The Bump coming up here. Also, a clip from this week's Uncool with, of course, Miss Bliss is online with Bliss introducing guest Nikki Cross to the popular toy Furbies. So, if you, so like I said, check that out if you like to. If you, if you, of course, uh, want to take check that out. Uh, as we, of course, got an AEW store here. It's actually an update right here from Blake Lavelle. Actually, AEW has announced a signing of a new tag team and also a note on WWE interest in, in a member. Hmm, okay. The original story is why the AEW tag team division is already loaded with lots of talented teams. It appears that Tony Khan and AEW have added another duo to their roster. According to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, Tony Khan has revealed that Anthony Bowens and Max Caster have signed contracts with AEW and will be known as the acclaimed moving forward. Johnson also noted that WWE had interest in signing Bowens to his NXT brand for his decision to sign with AEW. Bowens and Caster have both appeared on AEW Dark in recent weeks as they teamed up against best friends on the October 27th edition of the show. Caster made his first appearance in AEW back in June when he teamed with Luther and Serpentico in a six-man tag team match. Actually, as we said, of course, the acclaimed did, of course, uh, take part on uh, uh, on tonight's episode of AEW Dark with the newly signed tag team. Of course, they squared off against the team of Aaron Solo and Angel Fashion. The update, the update to that story is like this: the newly signed to AEW, Anthony Bowens, had some interest from WWE. According to a new report, Fightful Select reports that there was interest from WWE in Bowen before a feature they did on him in spring of 2019. However, WWE never got back to Bowen's and coaches and staff were puzzled by that fact. Bowen's signing with AEW was made official before this month, according to the site. WWE had been reaching out at the time to several times from AEW Dark and New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong at the time. So it's like, it's like WWE might be getting a little bit, uh, might be, <clears throat> let's see, might be getting a little bit desperate here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here as apparently Adam Pierce tells fans to vote and turns it into an album cover joke. Adam Pierce wants fans to vote, but he also wants to gauge interest in his upcoming and very much not real album. Pierce posted a photo today of himself in a suit with the word vote emblazoned across it, obviously in reference to today's, today's um, 
U.S. election. After a fan pointed out if it was if it was the cover of the album, Pierce replied, "When someone makes it, yes, either that or the image used in print advertising for my new cologne." Also, the, the, the WWE producer then went full bore, adding a track list to the photo. As of course you can, as of course that's on here right right here as well. Uh, and of course he they posted also several pictures. Uh, Adam Pierce said on his own Twitter account here, of course, here earlier today. But definitely, of course, like I said, check that out there as well. And of course, we talked about the 30 Days of the Dead Man event that the network, WWE Network is doing. Blake Lavelle posted this story here as the Undertaker's most bone-chilling matches have been added to the WWE Network. The WWE Network has added a collection of The Undertaker's most bone-chilling matches to its catalog. Here is a teaser for the new collection that features over four hours of classic Undertaker matches. In the casket match to Hell in a Cell, The Undertaker shows no fear in the most terrifying matches in sports entertainment. The, this uncanny anthology unleashes the most frightening bouts in the dead man's storage career, including bouts with spine-chilling superstars such as Kane, Mankind, Shawn Michaels, and Brock Lesnar. Here are some of the matches. John, seeing as how you're an Undertaker fan, you might want to listen to this very carefully. As the Undertaker taken on the Ultimate Warrior in a body bag, body bag match at Madison Square Garden in July of 1991. Kamala vs. The Undertaker in a coffin match at Survivor Series 92. The Undertaker vs. Mankind in a boiler room brawl at SummerSlam 96. Undertaker vs. Shawn Michaels in a Hell in a Cell match at In Your House Bad Blood. I think that was very personal. Undertaker vs. Shawn Michaels in a casket match for the WWF title at Royal Rumble 98. Undertaker vs. Kane in an Inferno match in an Unforgiven 98, which, of course, that was that event was take, took place in my neck of the woods in Greensboro. I remember that quite well. Mankind vs. The Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match at King of the Ring 98. The Undertaker vs. Brock Lesnar in a biker chain match for the WWE title at No Mercy 2003. And The Undertaker taking on Shane McMahon and the Hell in a Cell match from WrestleMania 32. So definitely check that out if, if some of those matches, of course, of, 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 if there is any interest in any of those matches right there. Uh, speaking of last night's Raw, let's go ahead and bring the Blake Lavelle posted this story right here. Also, as he brings some WWE, WWE Raw ratings and the viewership down, of course, as we're not really surprised, against strong Monday night football competition. Showbuzz Daily has the ratings for this week's edition of Monday Night Raw. This week's show drew an average audience of 1.656 million viewers on the USA Network broadcast, which is down from the viewership of 1.732 million viewers for last week's episode. For the hourly breakdown, the first hour drew 1.767 million viewers. Hour 2 drew 1.747 million viewers. And Hour 3 drew 1.4 Four five five million viewers, which was the lowest third hour viewership in Raw's history. Raw was number forty for the night overall in total viewership. In the key eighteen to forty nine rating demographic, Hour One drew a zero point five zero rating to rank number ten for the night. Hour Two finished with a zero point five two rating to rank number seven in the ratings for the evening. Finally, Hour Number Three drew a zero point four three rating. To rank number 15 for the evening in the cable top 150 ratings. 
Monday Night Raw finished with an average 0.48 rating in the key demo, which is down from the 0.50 average rating in the same key demo for last week. Of course, no surprise here. The ESPN Monday Night Football game between the New York Giants and the Tampa Bay Bucks was a leader in the 1849 demo with a 3.54 rating and a total viewership was 11.703 million viewers. Some other wrestling stories, of course, we have right here, folks. Uh, Jeffrey Harris posted this story as Allison Kay announces her exit from the NWA and also a free agency. Former NWA Women's Champion Allison Kay announced her free agency last night via her official Twitter account. Of course, here is we'll bring her her announcement here momentarily. Kay won the NWA Women's Title in April 2019 for eventually eventually losing the title to Thunder Rosa in January of this year. Allison Kay wrote the following. As of today, I'm officially a free agent. Thank you to the NWA for the opportunities, which is really one of my favorite matches of my career. I am open for indie bookings and appearances. Let's get weird, AK. Previously, Kay worked for Impact Wrestling under the ring name of Sienna and held the knockouts title multiple times. She also competed in the 2018 May Young Classic Tournament for WWE. So, like I said, uh, so so like I said, uh, we'll see what 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 holds here for Allison K. She now is now no longer officially a part of the NWA. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has now posted this story here as we have it right and as of right now an updated card for Survivor Series, which will come November the twenty second on the network. WWE has an updated card for Survivor Series. After Monday night's episode of Raw, WWE has the following matches set for the pay-per-view, which takes place on November 22nd and airs on the network from the Thunderdome at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. First off, a Women's Survivor Series match, Team Raw. It will be represented by Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana versus Team SmackDown. So far, we know that Bianca Belair is part of Team SmackDown, but there are four more that will be announced. The men's Survivor Series match, Team Raw will consist of uh, Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and one more to be decided, versus Team SmackDown, which so far we only know of two, which is Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. Uh, three more will be decided in that. And, of course, the four champion versus champion matches, Randy Orton, of course, the WWE champion, will take on the Universal champion, Roman Reigns. The Raw Women's Champion Oscar will take on the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. The Raw Tag Team Champions The New Day will take on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions The Street Profits. And the United States Champion Bobby Lashley will take on the Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn. Which I think Bobby Lashley may end up tearing Sami Zayn apart. But that's just, again, my own personal opinion. Jeremy Thomas posts this story. As uh, Ken Shamrock actually reveals the dream wrestling match he still would like to have. Ken Shamrock has faced a lot of the biggest names in professional wrestling, but there's a big one on his wanted list that ranks among those he didn't get. Shamrock appeared on the Angle podcast, and when asked about the dream match he never got, he quickly came out with WWE Hall of Famer Goldberg. Here are some highlights, and of course the audio for this is down as on this page if you want to listen to this. On the dream match he hasn't had yet, Shamrock says, yeah, wrestling is really easy for me. It was Goldberg, he said. I just felt like his character meshed a lot with who I am. 
And I thought it would have been a really great match for us to be, be able to have. And it worked pretty stiff, so I thought we would have a great match. I'm believing if it could still happen. Uh, <clears throat> Shamrock says, you know, unfortunately he was in the he was in the other organization at the time, and we weren't able to do that match. But, man, I still have confidence that somebody might be able to get that one done. I've always said it. You know, I think Goldberg, his character, his style, all that with my style, man, I think it would have been I think it would have been a really, really good match. Of course, that would might, might be pretty darn interesting right there, here, folks. To possibly you possibly see Shamrock and Goldberg. <laughs> we we talked about fantasy matches. I mean anything's possible, of course, in wrestling, as they say. Lake Lavelle posted this story last night. We have some WWE news right here. Apparently, um, um, as Ronda Rousey apparently punishes her sister, plus also Drew McIntyre hypes, hypes Drew and A on the WWE Network. Hmm. On the newest video on her YouTube channel, Ronda Rousey punished her sister after accusing her of a burden of course, the description, of course, is it's it's it's, it's like this. On the road again with Rhonda and Julia, adventure still turns into chaos between more co coffee ratings, nature walks, and a dash of parkour. Rhonda yells at Julia until she cries. Of course, in of course, you ch it's on it's on Rhonda Rousey's personal YouTube channel. If you want to, of course, check that out. Uh, Drew McIntyre took to Twitter to share a preview clip for a new edition of Drew and A on. On the WWE Network, with Sheamus, Natalia, Jinder Mahal, and more featured on the episode, McIntyre noted there was lots of emotions in this edition of the show. <clears throat> McIntyre wrote, "I asked at Nat by nature, at WWE Sheamus, and at Jinder Mahal to join myself and friends on the journey to the other side for the latest hashtag Drew and A. As you can see, it got pretty emotional, but it was an experience none of, none of us will ever forget. Watching it full on the at WWE Network." He posted on his Twitter account, of course, uh, yesterday as well. And one more quick story here before we proceed to our wrestling history and birthdays here. Joseph Lee posted this story yesterday as apparently Zelina Vega launches her own OnlyFans account. Zelina Vega has officially launched her own account on OnlyFans, but you shouldn't get too excited. As you know to her account, it will be no nudity and will feature her in cosplay outfits. It's her actual account. As she's following it on Instagram, if you want to subscribe, of course, it will cost $30 a month. One wonders what WWE will have to say about this, given that it shut down numerous Twitch and Cameo accounts, of course, last week. Of course, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what uh, what all happens, of course, here with that. In the meantime, folks, there you have it. We some of your wrestling news here, of course, news and views here. Of course, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to read these stories. <clears throat> of course, in filling in tonight for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, King and W.O., Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Gualamo. They bring all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Glue and Duct Tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor have we ever tried to do so for the past five years. And of course, 9.36 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get you, of course, lined up with today's wrestling history and birthdays, as well as some pop culture history and birthdays here as well, courtesy of our own human suplex machine himself, John Gross. On this date, ladies and gentlemen, in 1919, 
Evan Lewis died following a two-year battle with cancer in Dodgeville, Wisconsin, at the age of 59. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, let me see here. Uh, uh, give me just a second. Oh, yes, on this date, 1997 on Nitro from Philadelphia, Perry Saturn defeated Disco Inferno in his WCW in-ring debut to capture the WCW TV title. <clears throat> also on this date, in 1998, Jesse Ventura ran as an independent candidate and elected to the 38th governorship of Minnesota. Also on that same day, the hardcore title was defended for the first time on Raw taping on, on a Raw's War taping in Dallas, Texas, when Mankind defended the title as the sexual defendant defeated Ken Shamrock Fort. Shamrock's Intercontinental title was not at stake as well. Also in this day in 2001, WWF presented Rebellion from the Manchester Evening Arena in Manchester, England. 15,612 were in attendance for the UK exclusive event. The event was made available in the United States via WWF home video Excuse me, on January 29th, 2002. Uh, some of the matches here that took place here. Edge defeated Christian in a steel cage match to retain the IC title. Sky Too Hotty defeated the Hurricane. The Big Show defeated DDP. The, Dar the Dudley Boys defeated the Hardy Boys and APA to retain the WCW World Tag Team titles. William Regal defeated Tajiri. Chris Jericho defeated Kurt Angle to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title. Tori Wilson and Lita defeated Stacey Keebler and Monty Molly. Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Rock to retain the WWF title. Uh, let's see here. Uh, on the state in 2008 on Raw from Tampa, Florida. On the 800th episode, Chris Jericho defeated Batista to regain the world heavyweight title in a steel cage match. On the state in 2014, the WWE announces the WWE Network in the United Kingdom is delayed. Also on that same day from Buffalo, New York, Rusev defeated Sheamus to capture the United States title. The, cha the championship was won in the post-show, making this the, the first time a main roster WWE title changed hands in a network-exclusive match. Happy 33rd birthday today goes out to Naomi's former tag team partner in the Funkadactyls, Cameron. Also happy... Uh, 50th birthday to Don Marie, and also happy 32nd birthday to um, uh, let me see, let me see who I think that Zuxis, I think that's how you pronounce it, I'm not sure. And also happy 31st birthday to former NXT champion and former United States champion Andrade. Uh, uh, Charlotte, I mean, CN Almas. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here's some pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, for St. John. On his day in 1926, Ty Cobb resigns as the manager of the Detroit Tigers, replaced by George Moriarty, Moriarty, first man to hold Major League Baseball's four principal jobs a player, umpire, scout, and manager. On his day in 1934, Lou Gehrig wins the American League Triple Crown after hitting 363 with 49 runs and 165 RBIs. A Philadelphia A's catcher, Mickey Cochran, is named American League MVP. On say 1942, Ted Williams wins American League Triple Crown, but New York Yankees pitcher Joe Gordon is American League MVP. 
1948 second NHL All-Star game from the Chicago Stadium in Chicago. All-Stars beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-1. Wordy House first of 23 All-Star appearances. On the stated in 1956, the movie The Wizard of Oz is first televised. On the stated in 1962, Will Chamberlain of the San Francisco Warriors scored 72 points at the, at the Los Angeles Lakers, a fourth highest point total in NBA history. Its 29 field goals and 14 free throws remain sixth highest game total. Saint 1965, Sandy Koufax is named Cy Young Award winner by a unanimous vote. And for a third time. I was in 1970, Bob Gibson wins his second National League Cy Young Award. I was in 1987, Mark McGuire wins American League Rookie of the Year with 49 home runs. 1989, Lou Pinella is named manager of the Cincinnati Reds, as he was the one that replaced Pete Rose. I was in 1992, Bill Clinton is elected President of the United States, defeating President George H.W. Bush. Also on the on the same days, I will always love you by Whitney Houston is released, and killing the killing in the name by Rage Against the Machine is also released as well. On his day in 1993, Greg Maddox becomes the first pitcher since Sandy Koufax to win the National League Cy Young Award in successive Major League Baseball seasons, and the first in successive seasons with different teams, the Cubs in '92 and the Braves in '93. On say 1996, the late Kobe Bryant becomes the then youngest player to make his NBA debut. We have a we have a couple, of course, of uh, celebrity birthdays here today. As we wish a very happy 68th birthday to Roseanne Barr and a happy 25th birthday <coughs> to Kendall Jenner. Of course, one of the one of the I guess one of the Kardashian girls, I guess you can say. And Josh, that's all he's got for the. Uh, history and birthdays here, of course, for today. So, John, we thank you very much here. Thank you very much, there, sir. And also, once again, we thank 411 Mania for providing the rest of the news and news here for tonight. It is, of course, 9, 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, on <clears throat> on uh, Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, of course, Election Day 2020. This is episode 906 of WCWS Revolution here. Uh, Mr. WWUS Chad Hinshaw alongside the human suplex machine John Gross and the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, joining me here at this time. We hope to get, hear from more folks uh, coming on here just here momentarily. We thought we had another person, but they haven't they haven't shown back up here yet. Uh, <clears throat> and okay, Justin, just just uh, like said, Justin is telling us that he has some history as well. But just uh, just just kind of shortening a little bit there, Justin, because we need to go ahead and continue on here with, of course, our start talking about our discussion about law. So, <clears throat> but in the meantime, while Justin gets that up, I will go ahead and point out here. John did say something about last night's raw. He said it was pretty much a bad show. He said. Okay, and Justin will bring that history back to us here in a few minutes. All right, all right, Justin, no problem. Thank you, bud. Uh, John said Raw was pretty much a bad show. He said the only decent match on the show was the triple threat match with Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, and Sheamus. But he said overall, Raw completely sucked. And, John, to answer your question, I have no idea who that was. Um, I guess I just wanted to listen in and 
see what we were all about. So, uh, Justin, any take about Monday Night Raw? Anything stand out in your mind about last night's show? Okay, Justin, uh, right now he was saying, talking about the women's uh, Survivor Series match here. That's going to be probably the worst one they have. Anything else, Justin? All right, thank you, Justin. Appreciate that. Thank you, gentlemen, for giving us some some insights right here. Now, I do see someone else has popped in on the line, um, and let's go ahead and introduce him now. He is a three-time WCW US Hall of Famer. He is also a multiple title holder in our Trivia Championship Series, and he's also part of the team that brings you WCW US Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. And the man that actually wants to grab Donald Trump by the toupee and kick the living crap out of him. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring him on here right now. He is, of course, uh, we all know him here as simply just JD. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we also know him by his real name. And, of course, that is simply put uh, uh, the man that wears 27 dresses all day long on this church. He is the Iceman, of course, one and the only Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., welcome to 906 Revolution. Good to have you here with us here tonight. Good to be here. We have got updates, however. We are going to keep you updated, however, with what's happening. Absolutely. Of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, J.D. is also going to be coming on here to give us some to give us some, uh, um, some, some word here about, of course, as, as this is, of course, Election Day 2020. Uh, J.D. has also been keeping his eyes peeled on, of course, uh, where the presidential race is going to stand here. So who is going to be overseeing our country for the next four years? Is Donald Trump going to be going back in there and sitting in that, sitting in that desk in the Oval Office? Or is Joe Biden going to have his crack at it? I think J.D. is probably going to be able to give us some insight here on, on a few things that's already taken place. Let's, let go ahead, let's, let's go ahead and let J.D. speak about that here for just a few moments. Please, J.D., proceed. All right, in Indiana, we can tell you Donald Trump did win the ballot from what I'm seeing here, and this is MSN News reporting as well as CBS. I'm mean, not at CBS, but here's what we got so far. Indiana had 11 electoral votes. Donald Trump had 60.5% or 1.16, 3545 to 37.5% or 723,195 for Joe Biden. That was the first state to report on the evening. 
Right now, at the moment, however, in Illinois, Joe Biden has been declared the winner there. 944,174, however, or 51.5% to 45.8%, or 840,721, as far as that tally goes. In Wisconsin, it's still early, but right now at the moment, Donald Trump is leading in Wisconsin 431,560, or 53.1%, to 45.5%, or 368,906. Uh, we can tell you right now that right now at the moment, early on, that 43.5% of reporting in New Mexico, Joe Biden is declared the winner there. 231,398 to 166,038 or 41%. In Colorado, early on, Joe Biden seems to be the winner there too. 57.5%, however, to 40.3%. Trump had 950,843 to 1,356,495 for Biden. Kansas, early on, however, it's still very close there. For, as of now, 438,286 or 51% to 47% almost. 403,635 there. In Texas, Trump looks like it's going to be a close shave for him as well. 50.5%, 4.45 million to 4.261 there. Florida, Trump did win there, surprisingly. 51.3 to 47.8% as he barely edged out Biden there with 5.601 to 5.219. In Georgia, it's still early to call. 56.3% uh, percent of the ballot is reported, 1.409 to 1.066. The surprise so far, however, has been New York, and Joe Biden really cleaned up big time in New York by sweeping that one. 1.221 or 72.2% early on have him ahead to 27% for the Trumpster. In New Jersey, Pennsylvania, right now in Ohio, it's also still too close to call. It seems now Trump has regained the lead somehow in Ohio, but it's still early yet, however. 2.132 to 2.053, 50.3 to 48.4. In Pennsylvania, it's also been very too close to call early on. 50.5%, however, to 45.9%. 636,048 to 578.710. In Indiana, we already told you what happened in your neck of the woods there, Justin. In North Carolina, Biden is hanging on by a thread at the moment in your neck of the woods, Chad. 2.487 or 49.5% to 2.475. In New Jersey, Ooh. Biden won there. 61.2%, it looks like 1.636 to 1.001 or 37.5%. In Maryland, it looks like Biden may have pulled off the upset there, surprisingly, Howard. Trump was leading at 59.7% or 68,964. Yeah, we're looking now. 51.2 to 47.7, 5.600 to 5.219. So, yeah, right now at the moment is 89.63. They're saying, according to CBS, but MSN has their tally at 131.92 for the moment. Uh, looking ahead at Minnesota early on, however, now it looks like, how, according to the electoral votes, about 15% of reporting so far early on, 65% are backing Biden, apparently. So it looks like he may win that state, and hopefully we'll see if he takes Wisconsin. Yeah, we're looking now, it is 5145, 670, 562, or 51%, 588,076,076, or 45%. It is close there. Right now, Carl Lamb is holding his uh, by 30% of the ballot, however, in District 17 against Sean Parnell. Hopefully he'll hang on there, too. 
But uh, like I said, let's see some other key states of the evening. Um, Connecticut, Joe Biden won that. 55%, of course, 22% of the ballot are reporting. However, that last we checked, 168,419 to 43.5%, 133,274. Uh, let's see. Vermont was the big winner tonight. 68% of the ballot took him, however, 171,790 to 742,256 or 29.3%. Uh, Massachusetts, a big surprise there. Uh, Biden got that one wrapped in his thumb. 67.5% took him. 30.7% took Trump. 62, 316 to 255, 748. But again, right now, it is still very close to tell at the moment right now. North Carolina is still very tight. We knew Florida earlier was tight too, but in the end, uh, it looks like Florida's all but almost done at the moment now. And it looks like that Trump will somehow snatch Florida away from uh, Biden. So Trump will take Florida, it looks like here. Carolina, it's still very too early to tell. It's pretty close in te- uh, Texas, as we said, as well as in Kansas, although Trump is now only ahead by 4%, it looks like, 51 to 47%, almost in that. Pennsylvania right now, Biden is only up 6.5%, 6.3%, I should say, on that. Ohio, Trump is still is now regaining the lead suddenly in Ohio. So we're hoping Ohio, Pennsylvania, and maybe North Carolina can help us out here. We'll see what happens there. But again, uh, again depends on what a vote you're looking at right now. Uh, MSN News is reported early on, however, 30.7 million, however, or 48.1.8 percent popular votes. Joe Biden's got 131 at the moment. Trump 92, 32.1 or 50.32 percent popular votes. So. Right now, like I said, again, it's going to come down to certain states. And looking at Wyoming early on, so far, uh, the early electoral votes with three of them, they have Trump ahead at 68%. Uh, South Dakota has the same way. North Dakota is the same way. Nebraska is the same way. Oklahoma, Arkansas looks like they're going to declare him the winner as well as Louisiana. But again, we're going to have to wait and see because, like I said, Iowa has not done their voting yet. And they're going to start tabling votes here in a few minutes at 10 o'clock. So we'll see what happens with them throughout the evening. But again, uh, the big, one of the big surprise states so far tonight, at the moment, at the moment, it looks like two of the states maybe that might have pulled off a big one for Biden in Biden's camp was definitely New York, as that really surprised everyone. New Jersey was another, and Virginia. So those are the three states I have been surprised to see Biden win so far. But again, it's still very too early to call in the Midwest uh, although it looks like Biden might, if Biden holds on here at the moment, and he's looking pretty good, and he's got a good size margin early on in Minnesota, if he can hold on there and he can rally in Wisconsin, uh, it's going to take him a big effort in Michigan. But if he can win somehow, Minnesota, come back in Wisconsin, come back in Ohio, and especially hang on in Pennsylvania, I think we're okay. North Carolina is also going to be a key state to watch throughout the evening, too. So we will definitely be watching, hopefully, and we will continue to update you here in the next maybe 15 to 20 minutes. We will hope to have more of an update here within the next little bit. So that's what we got at the moment as we approach 10 o'clock. Okay, J.D., thank you. Uh, John, I actually did have a – and maybe you might like to give some insight on this question that John just has. Is that one thing that he didn't get is that – that that if Biden uh, Biden won Virginia, but Trump led it. What was the take on that? That was a surprise. That surprised me myself. Even I'll say that that was one thing that did surprise me there. Early prediction: Who do you, who do you, who do you feel will pull, will, will pull, pull the whole thing? JD, 
JD? I, I still think, it's like I said, again, it's going to come down to big states. I mean, right now, like I said, I'm just hoping Trump, like I said, does come through in Wisconsin, in Carolina, in PA, and Ohio. Uh, Texas, like I said, right now, it's starting. It's still too close to call at the moment. Uh, looking at New Mexico, now I'm seeing right now early on 44% of the ballots so far. 57% have Biden, and Colorado is backing him too. So now we're going to see... Uh, like we said, California's not going to be up for another hour. They're still not, they're not going to be tabling votes for at least a good hour. So we won't know about them. But like I said, at the moment, it's still 131.92 from what MSN uh, News is reporting. CBS is reporting, but now we're looking at the states of Nevada, Utah, Iowa, and Montana are getting ready to close their polls here in about 30 seconds. So we'll start looking at their voting and see how they did. Nevada's going to be interesting because you know what Trump did in Nevada a couple weeks ago. At the moment, however, but like I said, I heard there was something going on in Georgia. I don't know if I can confirm it, though. They said there was some issues with the machines tonight. I don't know if that has been confirmed or not. I mean, 42, and right now, still too close to call in Georgia. Like I said, now they're saying, however, in North Carolina, suddenly Biden has pulled back ahead suddenly, believe it or not, in Carolina with 76.5% in the ballot already. Let's see, Pennsylvania is still, it's still 25 and uh, 0.3%. It's really now neck and neck in Pennsylvania suddenly. Just got neck and neck suddenly in Pennsylvania. So that is one we're definitely going to keep an eye on. 56.1 of the ballots still saying uh, right now it's too close in Ohio. Uh, like I said, well, let's see here. Um, Kentucky looks like all but certain. Texas, almost 50% is in the ballot right now. 49.4%. Now looking at it now, here we go again. Uh, 50.6 to 48.1, 4.5 to 4.29. So, again, Texas is almost at 51%. It's still a very tight race. And like I said, Florida looks like they're leaning Trump. So there we go. 29 electoral votes, however, like I said, however. It looks like it's all but certain at this point. Yeah, here we go. 5.604720, however, like I said, how is what the final number looks like. However, so it looks like Trump may have snatched Florida away. But the other thing tonight, and we've been talking about these guys for a while, too. Apparently, Moscow Mitch McConnell got reelected in Kentucky, and now we can say Lindsey Graham is back in charge again in South Carolina. I don't get that at all. I don't. In other words, you say him. He was. You said he. Now, when he, now you informed you informed me before Revolution came on that all of a sudden he was trailing and he may end up losing. Now all of he a was sudden trail, he was Yeah, Graham was trailing. Suddenly, yeah, he was trailing for a little while, and then suddenly, somehow, some way, Graham snatched away South Carolina. Yeah. He took South Carolina. Let me just let me just double check my source here on this real quick while we're doing this real quick. Yeah, vote tally. I'm looking right now. Early results. It said this was an hour ago. However, again, this is uh, it, it, it says Lindsey Graham and coming 55.2 percent. Jamie Harrison 43.45. My goodness. Hmm. Okay. So apparently Graham may have just snatched uh, South Carolina. And Trump looks like he's going to win in Oklahoma, 65 to 33% there, too. So, yeah, it's 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 starting to pick up steam now. Well, yeah, big time here. Uh, um, early, also an early prediction here, going between the two. Uh, one thing I was saying about here while you were, while you were of course, giving us a couple more little updates here. Um, two, two things I was going to uh, – one, two things I would like to bring up here. First of all, uh, 
Uh, Trump pulls it off. What, what can we expect in, for the next four years? Hell. Okay. Uh, Biden, same question. I think Biden's going to try to change some stuff around here. We need change in America. We've been saying this all along. We need change, and we need change now. And, I mean, it's going to take a good while, but, I mean, hopefully we will start to see uh, maybe some positivity, if you will. No no, no uh, disrespect at all, but we need to get basically back what we uh, – basically, we've been in a mess for four years. Now I'm looking here. Here we go. 49.7 to 49.1. I'm looking right now. There's still a few counties left in Carolina, I think, uh, right now. And I'm looking here right now. It's a toss-up. 85% of the ballot are in. They're showing, I think there's like four. I'm looking here. There's still some counties left in Carolina. I think your county went red with Trump. But like I said, it's a toss-up. 85% are in the ballot right now. It's still very too close to call. But no, getting back to what I was saying, if Biden gets in office, however, he's going to try to get this country at least fixed. This this is a mess that we have been in for, for the last four years. We do not need to be in another... We don't need to have more of a mess that we've already had. It's time to get... Uh, basically try to get this country back on its feet again. Try to really... Uh, I wouldn't say wake up is the word I'm looking for, but more like try to finally snap itself out of its deep coma-like uh, sleep. If you They've been in sleep far too long. You know, it's time to really just really wake up, you know. Indeed. Well, I agree. I agree 110, 110% too, most definitely. Uh, that's right. JD will definitely, of course, keep us, continue to keep us up to date here, of course. Um, on, of course, as more, as more, as, as more states start reporting, start to continue to report in, of course, here as the 2020, of course, results of the 2020 presidential election start before start pouring in. I'm sure we'll probably get more answers. Probably might take a day or two for them to get to get through, but obviously some course, have some said that's that's the gonna, it's going to take a day or two for them to tabulate everything. Some will have the results tonight. Some might not have them until tomorrow, Thursday, maybe even Friday. If we're looking at possibly even more. We don't know yet. We just don't know. Now, now it's 270 to officially pull it off, right? Yes, that is correct. That's, that's is no. the number. That is the official number. Yeah, that is correct. Yes. Who, who, and who is close right now to that number? As I said, I think, I think Biden is still ahead by a good margin, not by much, but again, it's coming down to certain states now. Like I said, PA, Ohio, and Carolina. Like I said, uh, we'll have to wait and see how that all goes. However, and uh, you're gonna love this clip. Let me play this clip for you. This is what Trump will be. Uh, Saying how this is what uh, it should be. Uh, hold on, let me play this here. Okay, this is a clip power that Trump should be hearing right now from uh, one particular person. You're gonna love this clip. So here it is. Hold on, Sam. Okay, here it is. This is what Trump will. They'll be saying to Trump later. Oh. It's a present for yourself. <laughs> and believe me, hopefully yeah. by I the agree. end of tonight, hopefully by the end of tonight, we will hear that announcement. 
Like I said, we'll definitely I mean, five after that. ten now. However, I mean, we like I said, I'm looking at Mississippi now. It looks like Donald Trump is early ahead there, 59 to 40 percent. However, in that race, so Mississippi is kind of backing him now, in a way. Well, we'll definitely have to wait and see what all happens here. But uh, but he likes the legend. We'll be definitely, of course, keeping keeping our eye, keeping keeping his eyes and ears open. Of course, as more results come in, clue, right now at the election. moment, right now looking at the, the official number. Hold on a second. At the as of now, Biden only just needs 139 more. He's ahead as of now, 131.98. So that's where we're at, at the moment. Halfway there. Well, he needs 139. Like I said, if he gets Ohio, like I said, if he gets Ohio, PA, North Carolina, he wins them three. That takes him over close to 200, or right exactly 200, depending on the final numbers in each of those three states. If he gets to 200 by then, then all he can do is just need Arizona and maybe one more state, however, which would be Minnesota. He could either get Minnesota or Arizona. That would be close to something. Then he could really just put the nail in his coffin. But like I said, if he goes up, like I said, if depending, like I said, he's only up now. 131 minus 98, whoops, 131 minus 98, it's only 33. So, yeah, if, like I said, Ohio, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania push his lead from 33 up to at least 60 or maybe 70 points, however, if he goes up, say, 180, 190 to possibly 90, if he goes up by 100 votes by then, if he really wins those three, and depending on what, how many people in Minnesota back him, and all those Wisconsin, if he can push the two, if he wins those five and gets it up to two thirty by then, and really put Trump on a hold by one sixty, it's over. There's no chance of him coming back then. He's still only up thirty, but like he's got to win these three, four states right now. Like I said, the big states are now Ohio, North Carolina, Pennsylvania. He's got to win these next three, and I think Minnesota's going to be the fourth one along with Wisconsin. So if he wins these five states right now before the night's over, this one could be very, but be over by midnight. And I'm not saying it's a hundred percent over yet. But like I said, he wins those five states right there. That would be a major, major feather cap. Like I said, the big story of the night was obviously him beating Trump in New York. I still cannot believe how he dominated him in New York and smoked him in New York in his own backyard. And right now, it's still too close to call in Pennsylvania. It really is. Okay. Well, definitely, like I said, keep, keep, have to keep, of course, your eyes and ears open here with this. Uh, so, and John's already saying he's going to keep his eyes on the election as well. So he's going to go ahead after the evening. So we do thank John for coming on here, of course, here, uh, tonight here, bringing us our history and birthdays and his thoughts about Monday Night Raw. Uh, 10.07 p.m. Eastern time, ladies and gentlemen, on, of course, we said Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, Election Day, 2020, episode 906 of WWS Revolution. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, with the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, they're still with us. Uh, once again, like I said, we want to thank the human suplex machine, John Gross, for being here with us here tonight, as he's now gone to go check out, of course, the, the uh, election for himself here as well. Uh, while we have a few moments here, and uh, J.D., was there any thoughts you had about last night's edition of Raw? Did you want to throw out anything about that? I'll just throw a few things out because, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much, however, because I'll break it down later on, however, maybe on Thursday night, however, in more detail. All I can say is it was a terrible show. 
few weeks till Survivor Series, they got to be embarrassed, and they're not doing themselves any favors by improving their situation. It's getting worse and worse. That's all I'm going to say. But I will have a major, major rant about this Thursday night, so be ready for it. Thank you very much there, of course, J.D. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and right give back. you the results. Okay, thank you very much, J.D. While J.D. steps out for a moment, let's go ahead and bring you this here right here, folks. As we, of course, um, get you up to date here on the second quarterfinal matchups here um, of the um, of the uh, NXT US Halloween Havoc Championship Tournament, of course, the second quarterfinals that, of course, are currently that are currently going on here. Of course, even as our continue going on here, as we excuse me, as we said, these matches, these polls will, of course, be up. Will still be, of course, available for voting uh, until, of course, this Friday night, of course, on Revolution uh, <clears throat> number, of course, 908. Uh, and, of course, like I said, the, the winners of each of these matches will move on to the semifinals, which we will have, of course, next week. Let's go ahead here. Let us, of course, let, let us, of course, go ahead here and bring you. Uh, uh, let's see here. One match here, of course. Um, and uh, the match, of course, between the human suplex machine, John Gross, and the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Now, right now, we see that John is leading Justin in this by a score of 7-4. to four. So, so be sure to, of course, check that out there as well. Uh, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and, and another quarterfinal match, Jordan, Jordan Stoklas is leading the loose cannon, Shaquille Colsepas, by, by a score of seven seven votes to three. <clears throat> so there's still plenty of time to, for these votes to take place here. Indeed, there, folks. Also, uh, another match here, of course, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, is leading the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach by, by a score of six to three. Also, of course, Eddie Garza is leading Danny Pomoke Park 5-4, so that is a very close vote. And also, and also, of course, Antonio Gutierrez is leading Alayla Peters 5 votes to 4 in that one. So, like I said, there, these votes, like I said, will be, of course, taking place. Um, will be, of course, taking place here on... Um, We'll let you know the results of this, of course, this coming Friday night, of course, on episode 908 of Revolution. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, we did have, of course, a couple of poll matches that uh, we wanted to, of course, also post here as well. One of them is the WCWS Money Inc. Championship. Right now, the loose cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas is currently leading the champion, the Ken Club's Mitt Patel, 6-4. to four. So... And also, of course, the uh, OVW-US World Heavyweight Championship, Jordan Stoufflis, is leading the current champion, the Cowboy Clinton James Smith, eight votes to three. So like I said, these matches will also will give you the results of these matches as well coming up here on uh, coming up here on Friday night there as well. Of course, right here, of course, on episode 908, of course, on of Revolution. <clears throat> So we have, we have, of course, we have, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I have a whole lot to, of course, talk about here. So, of course, I'm going to let you know here tomorrow night 
on episode on our next edition of WWUS Outside the Ropes 141387-pound. We will, of course, be bringing you the latest pop culture news and views, plus also some pop culture history and birthdays. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you some wrestling news tidbits to get you going for tomorrow night's revolution. Be sure to listen to Outside the Ropes uh, tomorrow night at 6.30, of course, right here on Talk Show. Like I said, caller ID 141387-POUND. Also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget, speaking of Revolution, episode 907 tomorrow night, 138055-POUND. As we, of course, will bring you, of course, tomorrow's news and views. Also, some history and birthdays as well from both the wrestling and pop culture points of view. Plus, also get you the, the official results as far as, of course, AEW and NXT goes. So, uh, of course, we already had talked about some of the matches that they have for, uh, that they currently have, of course, for uh, NXT. Of course, that was announced. Okay, uh, I'm back. Okay. Okay, thank you very much, here, JD. Hold on, hold that thought for one second. Uh, of course, as we said, of course, tomorrow night, uh, some of the matches they have, they have two ladies' matches signed up for tomorrow night on NXT. Uh, Dakota Kai will take on Ember Moon, and Shotzi Blackheart is supposed to take on uh, Tony Storm. Plus, Kushida is supposed to be taking on Cameron Grimes, and Tommaso Ciampa is supposed to be taking on the Velveteen Dream. That's all we know, of course, so far, as far as NXT goes tomorrow night. Also, of course, as we said, the latest episode of AEW Dark took place here earlier tonight. I will be, of course, uh, posting posting tonight's edition of that AEW Dark on our AEW US page here, of course, sometime later on here tonight. Uh, let's see if JD has any other updates. Uh, we're still getting updates here in just a second. We're trying to find out some updates here. Bear with us here, folks. Apparently, CBS is reporting, and I cannot confirm this yet. I'll have to check this on MSN to be sure. But now it looks like there are reports going around saying that possibly that apparently Trump has taken Texas, believe it or not. So it looks like Ted Cruz, Trump's little bitch boy, helped him out there, however, in Texas. Uh, let's see. We're going to get an update here on the, the election center. We're looking at North Carolina right now. It it is now. It says 49.6 to 49.2 percent in favor of Trump. Uh, there's still a few counties left, however, in North Carolina. However, it's like I think I'm looking here. There's about five. It looks like about eight or nine counties left in North Carolina. They have not tabulated the vote just yet. It's 88 percent. However, it is still very too close to call in North Carolina right now. And uh, let's see here. Uh, we're going to get an update here on some other things here. Just bear with us here, folks. Um, like I said, 53%, however, let's see here, okay, Georgia right now is still a toss-up, however, right now, although it says at the moment right now that Biden is trailing 55.8% to 43% in Georgia, so apparently he might have stolen two more states to back him. Uh, let's see here, uh, MSN, hold on, we're going to get an update here, let's see here, uh, Biden and Trump score wins, it says, this is what they're saying, the AP is reporting this, this was, uh, like I said, as of 10, 17 p.m., we're looking right now, uh, let's see here, uh, Wisconsin, now it looks like, it's Wisconsin, however, has got Trump 51.6% to 47%, Ohio, 52.1% to 46.6%. Pennsylvania, 518 to 45.4%. Trump might have stolen Pennsylvania here, folks. Son of a fucking bitch. God damn you. 
It's still early, however. 30.34% are reporting on that. Uh, 82.2% and were reporting. 497 to 49.1% North Carolina. Trump is still leading in that region. Texas, however, at least 53.35% are reporting. 508 to 47.9% are there. Arizona, so far, early on, it's very close to 36.2% of reporting. Biden's leading 54% to 45% there in Arizona right now. Utah, looks like Trump may have won that one. 46% of reporting, 53.5% to 43%. Uh, Wyoming, of course, it looks like how the early superjection poll, at least three-quarters of the people have voted for him in Wyoming. I'm not surprised. Biden, early on, 14% have got him ahead, 56% to 42%. That's a surprise. Minnesota right now, looks like they're really projecting, however, that he is leading well at 61.1% to 37% in favor of Biden. Iowa, surprisingly, early on, however, has tabulated their votes, however, at 1.14% reporting early on with the six electoral votes. 62% have backed Biden in this one. Wisconsin, like I said, however, there's 10 electoral votes. So far, 51.5% to 47%, however, got uh, Trump in that one. Uh, 55.5% to 43% in Michigan, they're going to back him, surprisingly, after the stupid remarks he made there. Mind you, however. Georgia, 52% of reporting now. I think Georgia's still too early to call. Pennsylvania, like I said, it's also still too very early to call. And they're still looking at that. Now it's now 51.8 to 45.3. Carolina, again, 83.2% when we last checked about 1019, about less than a minute and a half ago, at 49.7 to 49.1. Again, I think Biden win Virginia helped him a little bit. Let's see, New Mexico is still early. And uh, he's hang, trying to hang on in New Mexico right now, as well as Arizona. Those are the ones that are really coming in fast now more than anything. Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado are really the big three right now. I think those are the three that are going to pretty much uh, determine the vote very soon here. It looks like Biden might hold on, however, and may hold on with 75% of the reporting at the moment with nine electoral votes. Biden could take these next three, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, right now at the moment. But again, it's still very too early to call, uh, both in Ohio and Pennsylvania at the moment. However, there's, uh, like I said, there's only four in Hawaii, however. Of course, California, I'm looking here, there's 55 there, however. Six in Nevada, four in Idaho, seven, and 12 in Washington. So right now, the big three I'm looking at, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, in the southwest, near the west coast, Back in the east here, we got obviously North Carolina, Pennsylvania to look at. Uh, and in the Midwest right now, it's Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, and Ohio right now. So, again, those are pretty much the big ones. Those are pretty much all the ones to watch out for right now. Some of them could be determining their votes very, very shortly. Like I said, I think Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado could be uh, pretty much calling off uh, their thing, could be finally having their final tally in within the next little bit, however. But as far as Ohio, Pennsylvania right now, and North Carolina, we won't know maybe until we go off the air tonight, or we might not know till tomorrow morning. We're definitely going to keep an eye on this. But, yeah, looking at Arizona right now, here we go. Early on, uh, 73% are in electoral votes, 54% at Biden, Trump, 44.7% right now. So it's uh, Biden's doing pretty well early on in Arizona. He's looking very sharp in that region. So we'll see what happens there. That son of a gun. I'm looking at something off one of my local TV stations here, a website here. Uh, not, not to take your thunder away, J.D., at all. But uh, we're saying right now, uh, 
uh, 83.25% preseason reporting, uh, 91% uh, expected vote here. This is as of 10, 18 p.m. They now got Trump leading by 0.69%. Very, very close to North Carolina. We knew North Carolina was going to be a big state, and now it looks like more and more it's starting to shape up that way. So yes, for 49.75% to 49.08%. And also was looking at something else that really kind of uh, that really kind of that really kind of bothered me. Which this the sad sad part about it is, I figured that this was possibly going to happen. That there was a personal referendum in my neck of the woods here in Trinity that was. Um, that was uh, being voted on, and after I think after years of of, try, of of being voted down, it looks like all of them have reported. And this is was of course obviously, um, it says all 100% we did report here all this. In terms of of uh, when when it comes to the vote about trying to sell alcohol in in my neck of the woods here in Trinity, North Carolina. Um, so far, the the, the malt, malt beverage and the hotels, etc., uh, malt beverage uh, off premises, the mixed beverage uh, results, and the unfortified five, and, and both of the other two are the unfortified wine um, off and on premises. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, apparently at some point I had a gut feeling that this was going to happen. All five of them got voted for. So it looks like, unfortunately, Trinity is going to be, you're going to be seeing a lot of disastrous situations happening in my neck of the woods here in Trinity, North Carolina, because they're finally going to start selling alcohol. You talk about an SOB, whoever came up with that, I'd like to find him, and my personal opinion was and dragged and kicked the living crap out of them. So, so my apologies, ladies and gentlemen, but like I said, I feel very passionate about that because I've never, I never, I never believed that selling alcohol would, would be beneficial to, of course, to help me help bring it. And the thing is, the main reason that was for all this was because it was, it was, it was supposed what they're, what they were doing this for, was apparently was they were going to uh, keep the like in other words, you know, if you have it in Trinity, it will keep the revenue from 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 the sales of all that in Trinity. And apparently, I don't know if that was the selling point of it or not. But of course, like I said, it was just a. I figured a matter of time after being said in so many ways. Sad part about it is, unfortunately, it looks like it's going to possibly come. So possibly uh, uh, come come to pass here, but uh, but it's just it's just a sad a set, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be uh, uh, some sad times here. Of course, indeed, some people may probably include, of course, those on the city council down here. My neck of the woods are probably gonna be thrilled about it, but of course, like I said, there's gonna be a lot of people, and there's gonna be a lot of people here that's going to be. Uh, 100% teed off when they probably find out all about this. So, and of course, you're talking to one of them right now. So, so my apologies for being 
downward like that. I've just never been a big fan of alcohol, and a lot of people on this show know that I've never been for it. I never, I've never touched the stuff. I never, because I just personally feel my personal opinion is it's just a a huge detriment in my personal opinion. Uh, because like I mean, I mean, like I said, I know there's people maybe on maybe has been part of our show, including our own TNWO to R T Smith. Who of course on who of course on occasion will have a, a beer or two and all that and they and anybody else can go and do that if they wish. See the sad part about this notion, or another reason why I'm saying all this here, folks, is because in my neck of the woods there are five cities around my neck of the woods here in Trinity. Well, Trinity is not a real big area. I'll go and take. And there are five cities within driving distance that do sell it. And people want people in Trinity want it that badly, they can go somewhere else and buy it. They don't need it. They don't need it here in my in my, in my neck of the woods. They don't they don't need it here and in, in all this mess because it's just a it's just a complete and utter other joke. And it's gonna bring in a lot more if they claim it's it's gonna bring revenue, it's gonna bring a whole lot more, it's gonna bring a lot of trouble into this area. And this little area is not prepared, in my personal opinion. To deal with any, any of the repercussions, and I do call them repercussions in that in that respect. So, but like I said, I mean, sadly, sad to say, the people, the people, the people have spoken here, and I'm I'm just forgive me if I don't talk that 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 much or sound excited about a lot of things involving this election. 2020s has been one of those years that's been very detrimental to every single person all around this, around my neck of the woods, around Justin's neck of the woods, JD's neck of the woods, everybody's neck of the woods, and of course this whole country, and of course pretty much this whole world, because like I said, I mean the pandemic has really got everybody up in an uproar. Our own government is not doing anything to help us, and of course like it's dependent, and of course all this is going to rest on this election as to find out who we're going to have. To oversee our country. Now, yeah. like I said, a lot of people here, a lot of people here, you know, like I said, may go one way, may go the other. Everybody has a right to pick who they want. Not saying they can't, but it's like I said before, that my personal opinion, the United States of America was not really given that much of a choice for the 2020 election, in my personal opinion. And if this pandemic had not hit, we probably, we possibly may have probably had somebody, we may have had a real third, a real third choice in this. I would love, and, and, and I will go ahead and tell you here that in my neck of the woods here, of course, I did, I did, like I said, there was three other choices in the what they call the Libertarian Party. One of them in what they call the Green Party, and what and one is what they call the Constitution Party. And please do not ask me what these parties mean because I have no idea. All I know is these candidates. These were three other choices that we had, other than of course Trump and Biden. Me personally, I'm not ashamed to say it. I didn't go for Trump, and I didn't go for Biden, because, like I said, I've heard, I've heard all I've heard need to hear 
from everything that's been going on up in Washington, of course, these last few months during this pandemic. Plus also the fact I've heard it from people that I trust and respect and honor and appreciate their own personal opinions and listen to everything, listen to what they have to say. You know, it is, it is, of course, my, that's why I took it, took it all into account here that, that's why I took it in, that's why I took it into account here. And while, you know, even the person I voted for may not get chosen. Yeah, I get that part. But the thing is, is that at least, like I said, it will go in the record books around here for the election that I did not officially vote for Donald Trump, nor did I vote for Joe Biden. And I'm one, and I've made that point clear. And the thing about it is, it would be interesting to see one of these other three parties kind of pull it off here, especially after. After the mess that, of course, Trump and Biden, you know, pulled off. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, one that has impacted me, of course, is, is the thing that I did mention here, of course, about the sale of alcohol in my neck. And All right, I'm Trinity. back. This is, okay, thank you. this is, like I said, the only pretty much safe haven in this area. Because you didn't, that was one thing you never had to really deal with is, is all the runaround and getting doing alcohol and all that mess, and then all and then all of a sudden here, you had all of a sudden and all after so many years of being voted on and been being voted against, all of a sudden they went back on their they went right back on it, and they felt that you know and they're doing saying it's, it's for the purpose of keeping revenue in 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 in, in this whole area. Well, like I said before. They did not, one thing they didn't understand in all of this is that this is also bringing in a lot, it's going to bring in a lot more in revenue. It's going to bring in trouble. And I couldn't even begin to tell you about what a lot of the trouble, what, what a lot of that trouble might be. But I'm sure everyone here will probably have a pretty good idea about what that, about, about what that will do if people start coming here now instead of going to the five other places that I've mentioned. You go buy their, their alcohol and all that. And because technically there is nowhere you can put it. There's nowhere you can put a place that, that, and, 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 and sell. But there's nowhere here at all. Why in the world do they want to put that in there? It's going to be way beyond me. I mean, if we no longer say that, that, that Trinity is, is, a, is a dry town. That we've been that way for years and all of a sudden get one blown right out of the water because... And whoever likes, I'd like to find out whoever it is our city council that brought that mess up again. But I would like to find him and wring his daggone neck. I mean, seriously. There's a lot of people in this town, I'm sure, that would probably be in line to do it with. But, but like I said, just because, and like I said, if other folks, you know, everybody else said their piece about it by voting early or voting today. And like I said, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of mess, a whole lot of aftermath in all of this, of course, when all when all is when all is said and done. So my per in my personal 
in my personal opinion there, but that's just, that's, that's ladies and gentlemen, that's just me. That's just me. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID one three eight zero five five pound. Episode nine hundred and six of WCWS Revolution. This is, of course, Election Day two thousand twenty, Tuesday, November the third. Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw, right here, of course, alongside the the Ice Manager and the Snowman here tonight. Uh, of course, the Suplex Machine John Gross is with us here a little bit earlier. But uh, he, uh, but he uh, uh, did step away because he wanted to see the remaining, any more results coming in, of course, with the election. Let us now check with the Iceman and see if he has any other updates about this. Uh, J.D., please go ahead. All right. It's still very close in North Carolina at the moment, 49.8 to 49%, 2.64 to 2.595 in North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Right now, Trump is leading there 1.235 to 1.045, 52.5% to 44.5%. Arizona looks like they're leaning towards Biden, so that would be a big win right there. Uh, possibly at the moment, 1.286 or 537 to 45%, 1.078 with 75% of the ballot in 11 electoral votes. Biden might take Arizona. Minnesota right now seems to be early on, 24.2% of reporting. 60.3% to 37.8%, however, in favor of Biden early. Early on, 4.5% of reporting. 62.5% have declared Biden the winner to 36.1% there. Uh, it looks like we're almost home in Colorado with 57.3%, 1.51 to 1.07, however, in Colorado. So if uh, Biden could take these three states and Minnesota, that would push him ahead. He's now up 131-108 at the moment. In Wisconsin, again, it is still very close early on. 50.8% of 755 to 483 to 47.7710 to 172. In Michigan, 1.13 or 55.3 to 43%. It looks like he might take Michigan. Ohio, it's still very too close to call there, too. Although Trump is leaning 52.5% with 2.60 to 2.28 or 46% there. And like we said, North Carolina right now, it is very, very close right now at the moment. And like I said, right now at the moment, Maricopa County, Arizona, they're showing right now, could be backing uh, Biden. So Biden could be taking three more states. Arizona could be a big one. New Mexico could definitely be big. Colorado is definitely looking more like in his favor. And early on, however, Biden is leading pretty good in Montana as well. So right now, things are getting interesting. How, like we said, how Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Iowa are looking very good as well as Minnesota. But unless uh, uh, Biden can rally in Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania or Ohio, Trump might steal those three three states. However, but right now, looking at seniors age 65 and over, Arizona voters, Trump 47% had the vote. Biden, 52%, believe it or not, had the back of people. And like I said, yeah, 74% of the ballot are in. In women, Arizona voters, Biden, 53% to 44%. How Biden led that vote department. Uh, early on, Connecticut looks like they've got uh, Biden backed him, backing him. Uh, Trump, of course, was the big winner in West Virginia. I'm not surprised there, being the hick state that it is, of course. Uh, Maryland, uh, like I said, uh, there. So, like I said, uh, West Virginia is about 83% of their ballots are in at the moment. However, they're, st- they're almost done with their states. So, right now, three, I'm looking at four, five, 
Five more states, however, but like I said, unless it, it, Pennsylvania right now, Biden looks like he's starting to fall off suddenly in Ohio or in Pennsylvania now. How it looks like, and like I said, it's still too close in Ohio, North Carolina, but it looks like now suddenly Pennsylvania, how depending on where you're at in Pennsylvania, looks like Trump might snatch Pennsylvania. So, Mr. Uh, Jackoff, as I call him, may have stolen the state, and it also looks like maybe right now at the moment. He also might, it's still too early to tell, but the moment last we checked, it's 69% in the, uh, reporting in Texas. It's still very tight, however, 51.2 to 48% in Texas right now, as Trump is leading in that department. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, there, of course, here, JD. And like I said, folks, we still got, uh, we actually still got, uh, <clears throat> um, about let's see about a little more than let's say 23 minutes left before of course uh before of course like i said we might go a little bit past the 11 o'clock hour um but uh in the meantime here while while we got like i said uh uh let's 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 see what we let's see what we have here um what i was um what i was going to do here uh let me see uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this was actually something that came out in November of last year. Um, I would like, uh, like I said, if uh, J.D. View and Justin would like to take part. Uh, um, let's see. Um, courtesy of the site known as The Wrestling Estate. This, like I said, story was posted back in November of 2019. Um, like I said, they uh, they actually post some of the greatest matches that come to come out of Survivor Series. Ninety percent of the ballot is in right now. Sorry, Trump forty nine point nine, Biden forty eight point nine, very close. Where's that at? North Carolina right now. Okay, so it's, so it's, once again, like I said, it's getting dangerously close with that. Okay, thank you there, JD. Uh, like I said, uh, this site here currently has, um, like I said, 30 of the best, uh, the greatest Survivor Series matches. Now, this was last year when they posted this. But I figure, you know, we can actually actually give this a little bit of a, use use this as, as kind of a, a very unique perspective here, of course, like I said. Um, so what we'll do is like for the next few moments here, JD and Justin here. We'll get uh, we'll ask both JD and Justin, of course, their thoughts about their own personal thoughts about these uh, about these matches. We'll do like we'll try we'll do 15 of them out of the way here tonight. We'll maybe do the other 15 tomorrow. Maybe the other 15 tomorrow night or Thursday night on Wolfpack when JD returns. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and do this here, guys. Let, let me go ahead and throw this out here. Uh, and this is core, like I said, the site called TheWrestlingEstate.com is, is the site where this is off of. And like I said, this was last year when they posted this. So like I said, just going, I'm just going by with what they have here. Starting with number 30 is the one-on-one -on -one match from 2009 between Batista and Rey Mysterio. J.D., your thoughts about this match? Which match are we doing? I said from 2000, the 2009 Survivor Series, Batista versus Rey Mysterio. I'm going to say thoughts about this match. Batista. No, no, no. 
No, 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 no. We're not doing a fantasy matchup. We're doing, like I said, actual matches that took place during different Survivor Series. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Uh, good match. I mean, this is when Batista, of course, really uh, attacked Rain. was a full-blown heel, however, mind you, however. And uh, let's just say how I attacked Ray, who at one time he thought was his friend, however, and he decided to, to uh, let's just say, attack Ray, however, mind you, however. Like I said. Okay. Okay. Justin, your thoughts here? Batista versus Ray from 2009 Survivor Series? <clears throat> Justin said that was a good match. Okay. Uh, next up here, also from 2009. Um. Uh, let's see. Team Miz versus Team Morrison. The 2009 Survivor Series. Uh. Unique, interesting, and let's just say, however, pretty. Uh, I wouldn't say surprising, but uh, it was well. Let's just say, rather uh, charismatic, if you will. <laughs> Justin, your thoughts here about this one? Team Miz versus Team Morrison from some, from also from 2009 Survivor Series. Justin says it was an okay match. Next one right here. Um, another Survivor Series elimination match. This one from 2007 as Team Triple H took on Team Umaga. Is Umaga JD, your thoughts two? here? Is Team Triple H versus Team Umaga in 2007? Interesting. I mean, very, very interesting to say the least. However, rather unique, however. Um, considering the fact this is one of the last times we would see Umaga tragically, and sadly, in a way, however, but uh, it wasn't a bad match. Okay. Um, Justin, Team Triple H versus Team Umaga from Survivor Series 2007. Got to get an update here while we're doing that. Okay, you go on. You, okay, go ahead, Bob, again. And Justin said this was also a good match here as well. Number 27, of course, another Survivor Series elimination match. And this was one I think we all remembered this one. Uh, we all remember this all too well. From Survivor Series 1990, the Million Dollar Team versus the Dream Team. And that was the debut of The Undertaker, if you recall, too. Yes. Any thoughts about any other thoughts about this one, JD? It was interesting. I mean, it was rather unique. Let's just say. I mean, it was interesting. However, that this was held back in, like I said, 30 years ago, which was crazy when you think about it. However, and everything. However, about that match. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I, like I said. I mean, so I'm just trying to keep on the returns too. 
Uh, yeah, you had The Undertaker make his debut 30 years ago in two weeks, which is crazy. And, of course, who brought him in? Uh, Brother Love, Bruce Pritchard, if you remember. How Ted DiBiase was the one that introduced him to the audience. How, and I think everyone was surprised to see who this big, strong guy was. Six foot eight, however, six foot ten, 320, 330 pounds. I mean, he was strong. He was tough, however. And uh, he was known as me, Mark, at one time. We all know, however, mind you, however. And like I said, we saw what happened, however, with that whole ordeal, however. After leaving WCW, however, because of a, I guess it was a contract issue I had heard originally. Some people said that was a problem, however. Some people said it was other issues, however. But, uh, yeah, for The Undertaker to make his debut, however, uh, let's just say it was rather interesting. Justin, your thoughts about the... The match from Survivor Series 1990, that was the debut match of The Undertaker, the Million Dollar Team and versus the Dream Team. Go ahead, real JD, quick, while we get sorry. just... Real quick, just to, while Justin's doing that, we can tell you this is according to the state's Columbia, South Carolina report. It says, overcoming, the, uh, like I said, how our toughest challenge was political career, Senator Lindsey Graham did win re-election to a fourth term last tonight, defeating Jamie Harrison. Fox News and AP called the race at about 10 p.m. So apparently, okay. however, like I said, even though Mr. Graham trailed the shares in fundraising through October 14, he still brought in 74 million. However, so apparently, like I said, I guess Lindsey Graham and his friends with you know who at his back. However, if you will, so both of them are like I said in that area. I know. Okay, and Justin said this match was epic. So very good description. Uh, next, next, next one right here. From, two, from Survivor Series 2013, the Shield and the Real Americans team up against the, against the Usos, the Rhodes Brothers, and Rey Mysterio. Uh, the Shield versus who again? Sorry. The Shield and the Real Americans versus the Usos, the Rhodes Boys, and Rey Mysterio from 2013. Very unique match, however, with all the competitors involved. I mean, it wasn't a bad match, however. It was very, very uh, interesting to see all these guys go at it, however, and it was rather intense, however, to say the least, however. And uh, it wasn't a bad match, I'd say. Okay. Justin, your thoughts about this one from 2013? The Shield and the Real Americans versus the Usos, the Rhodes Brothers, and Rey Mysterio? And Justin's saying the same thing as JD in that respect. Okay. Next matchup here, guys. A one on one encounter um, um, from the 2004 Survivor Series. Shelton Benjamin taking on Christian. Good match. Very interesting. Very uh, unique, however, and uh, rather interesting, let's just say. Okay. Justin, Shelton Benjamin versus Christian from Survivor Series 2004. Uh, 
Okay, we can tell you early on, 20 electoral votes, 57% of in Illinois, Joe Biden wins. 55.8% to 40.8% in Illinois, 1.98 says here, but yeah, Biden wins Illinois. Again, right now, nine states to watch right now are Arizona, Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, PA, Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. It's still very, very close in each state, but Arizona should be done pretty soon. I think it looks like it all holds off power. Biden could take Arizona, Colorado. However, Trump did take Utah. I'm looking right now. It is very tight now, still in North Carolina, 49.9 to 48.8%. It is really very tight. And then right now, I think there's one big county left tower to look at our, at the moment in Carolina. And I think it's Wake County. Our, and if all holds up right now, we'll see what happens. Wake County could determine North Carolina for one of these two coming up. But uh, if Wake County goes for North Carolina, we'll see what happens. So. And White County is where Raleigh is this located. Yeah, so we'll see if Raleigh uh, backs up uh, you-know-who or Mr. Biden. And right now, again, it's still too close to call at the moment right now. I'm looking to see if I can get an update here as we're going to get the results here. Yeah, Biden won Illinois, so he took Illinois. Right now, he's doing pretty well in Minnesota. And I think now all of a sudden I'm hearing it's suddenly gone, it's gone pretty close in Wisconsin. Biden's starting to come back suddenly in Wisconsin. I think in Michigan, I don't think he's got a chance. Ohio, it's 53. Right now, 84% of the reports are coming in. 2.74 to 2.38, 53% to 46%. PA, only 39, 40% of reporting, 1.48, 55% to 43%. So PA is still tight. Georgia right now, last we checked, I think it's here. Yeah. Georgia's now at 61%, 55%, 1.69 to 43.7, 1.34. Uh, Florida, again, it's very close in Florida right now. 98.1% of reported, 51.3% or 5.62 to 47.8 or 48%, 5.23. It's still very tight in Florida as well. It's really tight in Florida. So tight. we got Carolina and Florida right now as the big states to keep an eye on right now. Okay, thank you, Roger. JD. Next matchup here, of course, number 20, go to number 24 here. From the 2018 Survivor Series, it's a ladies' match making the list right here. Ronda Rousey taking on Charlotte. Good match, but of course, we all know Charlotte's a clown and everything like that, so nothing to report there. However, I mean, she thinks everyone should bow down and kiss her hind end and everything like that, so go figure. Okay. Justin, uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte from Survivor Series 2018. Okay, so far right now... uh... Parnell Lamb looking pretty good early on. Howard Leach, Sean Parnell, Howard in the 17th Congressional District of Pennsylvania. So it has been reported just before 10.30 p.m., 20 minutes ago, that the PA Department of State reported that Lamb has collected 59.6% of the votes. However, counted compared to Parnell's 40.4. As of that time, more than 67,000 votes had been counted. So it's very close in District 17 here between uh, two guys who served in the military and everything like that. However, 
Well, like I said, we'll see what happens. Let's see if we get an update here. And right now we're going to go back to Channel 2 here, uh, KDK, which, by the way, celebrated its 100th birthday yesterday, as I mentioned. They're going to give us an update on the local results here and see what we got here. Now they're saying state-wise, 42% reports are coming in. 55%, 1.57 to 1.213, 42% Trump. Looks like he's ahead 13% in Pennsylvania on Biden. No surprise there, you scumbag. Uh, let's see here if there's any other uh, big uh, areas, however, to keep an eye on how around the area. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Okay, we're seeing there any other areas around to keep an eye on, but... Uh, uh, 41% are still reported in Arizona. Let's see, New Mexico, 60%. A half percent are reporting Biden's ahead. 80.5% got Colorado in Biden's corner. Montana has already got 24% early on. It's very close to Montana, very early. 49 to 48%. However, here we go. Colorado, 49%, 59%, 42%, 369 to 28.869. 18% ahead is Connor Lamb. 19% reporting. Come on, Connor. Just step on the gas a little bit more and choke this guy out. No pun intended. Put him in his place. D-bag. One against Anubis. I'm not surprised there. Kelly, of course, was the favorite in that one. He had a chance there. Anubis did. Let's see. Oh, man. Metcalf won again. You stupid D-bag. Are you kidding? Uh, let's see. 27 is reporting. Pam Ivino, the Herman Monster. 23,992. Devin Robinson, 42%, 17,055. Uh, uh, downtown business, prepare for results. Uh, merge, da 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 da. One little vaccine. Down for Westmore and Allegheny PA. Let's see here. Uh, do, 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 do. All right, let's take a look here. Um, right now, there's a few states that it seems like right now most of uh here I'm looking back here. Most of Western PA are all in Donald Trump's corner. Gee, what a surprise! How much cock? Did you... <coughs> Excuse me. How much uh, cock did you suck there, Trump? In every freaking county you got in this pet Oh no, sorry, even you stupid douchebag. Right now, Trump's, like I said, Biden's trying to win some areas. Biden's trying to win some areas, like Philadelphia and a few other areas. But looks like Trump took most of Pennsylvania. And if it all holds up, he's going to take Pennsylvania. Asshole. I, I agree with you. I'm 10% on that. And Justin did say, by the way, that, of course, Charlotte player sucks. So there you go. Thank you, Justin. Our next matchup here, of course, number 23 here, guys, from the 2005 Survivor Series, a true classic indeed. Uh, it's, it's actually a last man standing match between Rick, between Ric Flair and Triple H. Flair and who? Triple H. Yeah, it was. It was a very, very good match, I remember. It was a very, very good match, and I enjoyed that match. That was very interesting and unique and special. Uh, a lot of people enjoyed that because of uh, who the two uh, competitors were. Uh, very interesting, very intense, uh, very unique, however, I got to say, however. And uh, like I said, it was it was a very good match. I was very impressed with this match. 
Justin, the 2005 Survivor Series, Ric Flair versus Triple H. It was a last man standing match. And ladies and gentlemen, I can now report officially that the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, will no longer be known as Tiny Pecker. He'll be known as Humongous Johnson. <laughs> because, like I said, JD believe is was what JD believes in there, and he's, and he has the balls to say it, and he, and he said that tonight. So, great, great move there, JD. Uh, yeah. Justin says here, of course, that was a good match as well. Next match we have here from the 2008 Survivor Series. Uh, <clears throat> um, I believe this was a WWE title match. I think I'm not sure. Uh, Randy oh, Orton taking on Sean Parnell. Shit. Come on, Connor. You're starting to fall back now. You're only up 4%. Come on. Step on his throat. Don't let him steal this. Fine. What match now? Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels from 2008. Yeah, they just showed this actually in the Randy Orton documentary on the network recently, and I thought that was a damn good match. I mean, just like Sean and, uh, Rick Flair and Hunter, I mean, you had two of the best fight one another in this match. This was very good, very intense. Uh, like I said, these guys um, uh, definitely uh, stole the show, if you remember. How our... You said this was a Survivor Series 2008, right? That's right, yes. Yeah, and like I said, this was very good. I mean, these guys went, uh, this was for the title, of course, if you remember. And, of course, this match literally went, uh, like I said, however... Uh, the hell is it? I can't. No, it wasn't an 08. I don't think it was an 08. Well, that's what it says Fair right here. They were, um. Oh, yeah. That's right. Orton got D. Team HBK against Team JBL. That's right. That was the second match of the night. It was pretty good. I mean, it was one the second best match of the night behind Cena and Jericho, if you recall, however, and everything. So I thought it was pretty good. And like I said, that was held actually in Boston, if you remember, however. Indeed. Uh, J Justin, uh, Randy Orton versus Shawn Michaels in 2008. And just to let you know, however, uh, uh, you said... Hold on a second. Just... Uh, da -da 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 -da. Okay, hold on. And let's see. Uh, five, of course, was the one, as you mentioned, of course, that was in Detroit between, uh, like I said, uh, who was it again? Triple H, the last man saying, yeah, that was the best match tonight. Went 27 minutes long, of course. That was the best match tonight behind the second best match tonight, which was Team SmackDown that year between Batista, Lashley, and JBL, along with Randy and Mysterio defeating Big Slow or Big Show, Carlito, the Masterpiece or Masturbator, whatever you want to call him, Chris Masters, Kane, and of course HBK as well. And I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, here, JD. Uh, Justin said this was a good match between Orton and Michaels in 2008, and we'll come back to a couple. We'll do a couple more matches here in just a few minutes. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring this here to you. 10:59 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen. Election Day 2020, Tuesday, November the third, is episode 906 of WCWS Revolution. Uh, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course. Right now, of course, alongside the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. 
Uh, just a quick reminder before JD returns, we want to encourage you, of course, to continue, of course, your votes for, of course, the second quarterfinal matches of the NXT US Halloween Havoc Championship Tournament, as well as, of course, um, the two extra matches we've got, which is the WCW US Money Inc. Championship and the OVW US World Heavyweight Championship polls that are currently up, of course, right now, even as we speak. Uh, but it uh, looks like we might have some surprises in those two matches as well. These two matches, as well as the results of the second quarterfinals of the Halloween Havoc title tournament, like I said, will be, of course, officially revealed uh, this coming Friday night, of course, on episode 908 of Revolution. Uh, <clears throat> so be sure, of course, to listen in on that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have not also received any updates at all from uh, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, of course, about her mom's condition. Um, as you know, of course, last Friday, I okay, think she, about uh, her mom had no uh, Her mom had, did have did have to have a procedure done. I believe it was on her knees. I'm not really sure. Uh, but uh, but like I said, uh, um, we did, of course, see a couple pictures on Facebook. I think Miss Dodds was, of course, uh, like I said, it was, was I think finally at home and relaxed. No, got two. You already got my votes on those two matches. How there were a couple other matches we had forgotten. Once did we forget? Are oh, you talking about the Survivor Series thing? Um, yes. Okay. Um, you've actually given me uh, your thoughts on all the matches so far that I've done. I haven't okay. done any more uh, yet. I was waiting for you. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, anyway, but anyway, folks, like I said, we, we will ask that you continue to keep Michelle and her whole family, of course, in prayer. Of course, hopefully we'll get to hear from MLD this coming Friday night, of course, here on 908 of Revolutions. So I'm sure to join us for that. Our next matchup here, we're going back to a classic. I think JD might remember this one not at all too well. This is from the 1987 Survivor Series as we have a 20-man tag team match that featured the Hart Foundation, the Islanders, the Dream Team, Demolition, and the Bolsheviks taking on the, the taking on the, the team of Strike Force, the Young Stallions, the British Bulldogs, the Rougeos, and the Killer Bees. Your thoughts this on this one the, here? Yeah, uh, this was uh, the first time they did a 10-on-10 match, if you remember it. Some of those guys, however, are no longer with us, and some of them are still with us, however, surprisingly, when you think about it, however. Uh, of course, the ones that aren't with us are, of course, the Bulldogs, Nikolai Volkov, uh, Dino Bravo, of course, uh, Jimmy Evel Nightheart, uh, Bobby Heenan, Fuji, uh, Johnny Valiant, however, and everything like that, however. Splick and Jimmy Hart are still around, however, surprisingly, however. Uh, but go figure, yeah, this was the longest match of the night. Of course, this was held, of course, if you remember, at the Richfield Coliseum. And, of course, uh, they had uh, some unique moments there in the early years, however, of the Richfield Coliseum. I mean, they did the uh, first uh, two Survivor Series there. And, of course, uh, we all know what happened with the Gobbledygooker in 90. Of course, they didn't return again until 1992. However, of course, we saw Sean and Brett fight one another that year in 92 which was one of the better matches of Survivor Series history, if you recall, that year. How in the first meet, I think those two had it, mind you, between those two, however. 
Uh, but yeah, this was actually the beginning of the Survivor Series because they were going up against the Crockett's, if you remember, however, mind you, however, who earlier in the day did, of course, Starcade 87, of course, Chi-Town Heat, of course, the Horsemen and the Road Warriors fought the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express in the Scaffold match, plus some other unique matches, however, so they didn't want to go up against WWE that night, however, and uh, contend with them, however, so they chose to go with Thanksgiving afternoon, that's why WWE went to Survivor Series in the evening, which was surprisingly interesting at that time it had not been done since Starcade eighty three when they first announced Starcade. Go figure. But having said that, mind you, it was a very unique uh start teller to what become the Thanksgiving tradition as we all know, however, that being said it wasn't bad, however I thought it was pretty good, however, if you ask me so that being said, that's what I thought again it was the longest match of the night, surprisingly. Justin, your thoughts about this classic Survivor series twenty man tag? Um, by the way, by the way, I did I did read here that both that the teams of the Killer Bees and the Young Stallions actually survived that match, so, yes. which was kind of interesting. So, um, and this was from all the way back in 1987. So I think that was the first Survivor Series, if I'm not mistaken. One in '87. Yes, it was. Okay, and Justin said that was a good match as well. Next up here, uh, like I said, we'll do a couple more here before we leave for the night. Uh, from the 2009 Survivor Series, um, um, uh, this was advertised. It seemed to be um, um, was a, as a triple threat match, obviously, uh, as I believe this was a title match as well. As Chris Jericho, The Big Show, and Undertaker faced off in a triple threat match from the 2009 Survivor Series. J.D., your thoughts about this? Yeah, the Survivor Series of Nile was very interesting, if you will call, however. And uh, that was a very interesting show, of course, as we all know. Of course, that was uh, held, of course, in uh, John, you know, John Tanker Lewis, Washington, D.C. It was a good match, of course. However, uh, that was, of course, uh, when, uh, like I said... Uh, who was it again? Sorry. Jericho, Big Show, and Undertaker. Oh, yeah, and the triple threat match. And, of course, the Taker was the champion. Uh, not a bad match. It was the third to last match. It was entertaining. Of course, the Big Show, we all know, of course, uh, as we said, however, we saw what happened. However, uh, when the Undertaker scored the submission victory, however, when Big Show tried to knock out uh, Jericho however, and tried to choke slam the Undertaker, and unfortunately it was reversed into a Hell's Game, we saw what happened there. So, not a bad match. Uh, like I said, it was in New John Sink of the Wood Tower. It had a pretty good crowd in the nation's capital. Okay. Justin, uh, Jericho versus The Big Show versus Undertaker from 2009. And J Justin said it was an okay match. This one here, I, I remember this one all too well. I think I have this particular Survivor Series on tape here somewhere. And I remember this match all too well here. And, of course, everything that led up to this match here, I'm sure we all know what that was here as well. This was from the from Survivor Series in the year 2000. The Rock versus Rikishi. J.D., your thoughts? Yeah, of course, if you remember The Rock, of course, was told, how, told I guess Rikishi, if you remember, was healed at the time and told The Rock, All right, I did it for you, I did it for you, however... And, of course, that was when Austin had returned from that very serious injury, however. And uh, not many people uh, 
believe Rikishi would be doing something like that, especially after doing the dancing thing with Too Cool and everything. But then to join up with one of his uh, nephews, however, one of his, um, let's just say, family members in the Rock, however, a lot of people uh, had some questions about it, however, to say the least. And it was uh, rather interesting, to say the least. Indeed. Justin, your thoughts about The Rock versus Rikishi from the 2000 Survivor Series? An update here, folks. And Justin says, once again, that was a good match. Uh, next one here from the 2008 Survivor Series. We go back there. Batista versus The Undertaker. What year was this one? 2008. Oh, okay. Yeah, the year before, uh, that was, of course, in Boston again, and it was a very good match, of course. Um, like I said, a very unique, uh, no, it was, Batista didn't fight uh, uh, The Undertaker. The Undertaker fought Big Show. That was the casket match, you're thinking of. Well, that, 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 let, me, let me give you the hypnosis. Well, let me give you the hypnosis for this. Maybe that might kind of help you. It was a bloody brawl inside Hell in a Cell. The animal and the dead man used everything not nailed down to destroy one another in the culmination of their year-long rivalry. Unfortunately, a clear-cut winner was never decided, as Edge, who was disguised as a cameraman, returned after several months away and blasted Undertaker with a concerto on the steel steps, allowing Batista to pick up the tainted victory. Let's just say very interesting, but I, I'm looking at Wikipedia and they didn't have it listed, but... It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, an interesting match. Ooh, I'm watching this video right now from the nation's capital right now. Things, even though it's a little drizzly and a little, I'm sure a little chilly in the nation's capital right now, things are calm for the moment in Washington right now. Everything's closed up tonight, but right now it's been, I guess I'm just reading right here. I'm just seeing right here. Uh, at the moment, like I said, it's 11, 12 p.m. I'm looking at this video. And... Huh. Yeah, they're having law enforcement agencies out ahead of time just to be be prepared how in case something goes crazy in the nation's capital. We'll have to keep an eye on that, like we said, however. Well, they're not wasting any time. I will give it that. So there you go. Justin, your thoughts about Batista versus Undertaker from 2008? Oh, hold on, hold on a minute. We have got something. We've got something. This has been updated as of 11:17 p.m. Early on, the number now is 209 to 118. At the moment, it has gone now to a 91-point lead right now for Biden. So he is now not that far away. 61 votes away, ladies and we could have a winner by the end of the evening. Let's well, take a look at let's, let's, get, let's get an update here. Right now, Har, uh, looks like it's all but declared. And right now, it's still under, it's still close in Pennsylvania right now. Ohio, let's see, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Okay, hold on a second. Let's get an update here. Let's tell you what's going on right now. At the moment, Har, we, we're going to get an update on certain states, Har, but right now, it has gone up to 209 right now as of 11:17 p.m. This is according to MSN News, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, like I said, I still think how I mean, I don't know. I mean, Trump may have just eked out a close win in Carolina right now. 
But right now at the moment, it is looking like more and more that possibly with Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado backing him and early votes right now looking good in California for Biden at the moment, even though it's still early, 77.3% voted for Biden. In Colorado, 565 took him. In Arizona, 53.5.6%. New Mexico, 54%. Minnesota, 57% so far early on out of the 40% took Biden. In Iowa, it's pretty close there too. Ohio and PA right now, it's it's kind of right now 53 to 45.3, PA 55 to 42. So Trump might take Ohio and PA, however, he might have captured those states, however, but as far as Minnesota and Iowa, and like I said, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, early on, if he captured those five, however, this might have just given Biden a big push ahead now. And like we said, folks, the number is still 270, but right now, folks, he has at the moment. 61 away from maybe hitting the magic number, and we could have it by tonight. We are definitely going to keep an eye on this story. Okay. I want to thank you very much there, of course, here, J.D. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to save the remainder of the 30 greatest Survivor Series matches that we just read. We're going to save some more of those until until J.D. returns, of course, on uh, on Thursday on Wolfpack. Uh, we'll definitely, we'll, and, uh, and that way, because there's still some very interesting matches here to go. And, of course, we are, of course, this is, of course, election evening, election night. So uh, we're definitely keeping our eyes open on that to see who's going to lead our country next. Will Trump continue to do so? Or will Biden suddenly sweep it out from underneath uh, Donald Trump's rug? Um, and I'm not talking about his toupee, either. <clears throat> but we'll definitely have to wait and see, of course, what will happen, of course, here. Um, here, as JD says, 61 votes away from the 270 that is needed for uh, for that that is needed, of course, for him to pull off the victory. As JD said, we could have that answer here by, of course, the end of the by the end by the by the of course, there's about uh, 40 see, yes, 47 minutes away from midnight right now. So we could have an answer here, of course, here, here, sometime here, pretty soon, as the votes continue to come in from certain so certain areas here in the country. So we'll definitely keep our eyes open, of course, on all that. Uh, JD, Justin, anything y'all wish to add before we close up shop here for the night? JD. JD. Okay, we'll find out, JD. Just a minute, Justin. Is there anything you wish to uh, you wish to add? Oh yes, Justin did have a few other pieces of history. Let's go ahead and read this here right fast. Um, and like I said, we're just going to do this. And Justin, with all respect, bud, we're going to, of course, just simply do it, and and we're just simply just going to read it right here. Um, Read it in, in this respect right here. Um, a couple of WCW moments happened on this date in 1990. Uh, on WCW Pro, uh, Sting defeated Mike Drago. And also, um, and on WCW Worldwide, Rick Player and Arn Anderson defeated the team of the Italian Stallion and Joe Barrett. Also, uh, on WCW uh, TBS moves, NWA WCWS Power Hour to Saturday mornings. And, of course, the first match of that, Lex Luger defeating Bob Emery, of course, in 1990. I'm back. Also, WWE Superstars debuted with a new intro of the Ultimate Warrior doing the opening 
of course, with host Vince McMahon, Roddy, Roddy Piper, and Macho Man Randy Savage. With Bobby Heenan on the Brother Love Show, where Brother Love is sporting a neck brace after getting DDT by Jake Roberts. Heenan apologized to the big boss man's mother and every other mother out there who was offended by Brother Love as Brother Love tries to sell us Heenan's sincerity. They both get on their knees as Heenan yells that he is sorry. And of course, where Dustin Rhodes would later, of course, later would become the later known as Gold Dust, and the WWF slash WWE would defeat the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase in a 10 minute challenge after the match. Of course, Dusty checks on his son out, uh, checks on his son, but is knocked outside. DiBiase then whacks Dustin with the Million Dollar Title Belt and leaves when Dusty comes back into the ring. Also, 1990 WWF history, Mr. Perfect and Kerry Von Erich are co-hosts on WWF Spotlight. Uh, also, in WCW, Junkyard Dog defeats Rocky Gibbs on NWA WCW Saturday night. Uh, today also is the 30th anniversary of NBC's sports coverage of the NBA on NBC. Um, also, an episode of Saved by the Bell called Jesse's Song. I'm sure everyone remembers that episode. Also, uh, on this date in uh, 2002, films were released in theaters. Uh, Char- the movie version of Charlie's Angels. Which of course they'll be on, they'll be at JD's house here in about an hour. <laughs> and also the movie, and JD might remember this one. This is a, I think this was a golf movie, The Legend of Bagger Vance. I think Will Smith was in there. Yes, I remember that movie. Yeah, so um, so there so there you have it right there. So Justin, we thank you very much, here, sir, for bringing us a little bit more wrestling and pop culture history here for today. We do appreciate that, sir. JD, anything else you wish to add here, of course, before we close up shop for the night? Right now, we're going to have to keep our fingers crossed throughout the night, however, but like I said, we're going to definitely watch very carefully. Hopefully, before the night is over, we will know who is in. Maybe we don't know. We'll find out more, but we're looking at the final numbers right now, and uh, it's still very early however, around to report, however, but like I said, if all holds up, power, like I said, however, and I think these are the, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Uh, let's see here. Right now, early on, it is reporting 18% in California, have 66% in Biden, uh, to 15% reporting early on, however, 55% to 43% in Washington, Biden's leading that, and Biden's leading Oregon. So if he takes to Washington, Oregon, and California, and if all holds up with Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado, and like I said, Minnesota, with, and Iowa, with these states, that pushed him up to 209. If he takes these next three, depending on what the final turnout is, and again, it's, it's, I think now you can say it's almost but a guarantee in Ohio right now, in Wisconsin and Michigan, that Trump stole those states blindly. But again, it's still, this is again, very close, 43.37 in Michigan last we checked. Mich- Wisconsin's got 71%. Minnesota's got 40%. Again, Biden's leading very early there. Uh, 50% early on. It's still tight in Iowa. We don't know how it's going to come down to yet. But like I said, if somehow, like I said, there's 12, 7, and 55 electoral votes in California. So if you can win, like I said, those three states right there, Washington, Oregon, and Wisconsin, that would give you over 55 plus 19, that's 74, 209 plus 74, that's 283. That wins you right there. The West Coast could take it right there and put him in. Again, we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be very, very tight throughout the night. Like I said, I mean, we still are waiting for the final. Right now, right now at the moment, there's 28% of the uh, report of the 12 electoral votes, 
52% Oregon. Again, Biden seems to be doing okay, so that could push him to 216. He gets 12 more. That's 228. Again, California early on is at 18% right now. But right now, 65% have got Biden in this corner. And it's looking pretty good in California early on with uh, Biden holding pretty uh, pretty nice size, good size lead in Cali. So if he can take, like I said, these three states, however, this would really put him over the edge. And like I said, he can he can win Minnesota. He can hold off in Minnesota. He can win Iowa and Minnesota too. Those will be the last five I think he can take. He can afford maybe to suffer a setback here in PA, possibly maybe Ohio. And if it all holds up, it that could be the case here. But if he wins those five states I've mentioned, Washington, Oregon, California, Minnesota, and Iowa, that would be the final tally. I think we don't have to worry about anything else. Again, it's not over yet. I mean, Trump's only down 209, 118. And that's 91 points right now. So, again, these three states now are going to be the ones to keep an eye on. Washington, Oregon, and California tonight. I think right now, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking here. I mean, Caroline's almost but certain. Uh, Florida is almost pretty close now. It looks like they're just about ready to finish up here. Hold on. we got breaking news here. Okay, several businesses. Okay, they did it in Pennsylvania. Okay. <coughs> they were smart here. We're boring up the storefronts tonight. I'm looking here in Carolina right now. 98% of the ballot is in 50.1 to 2.723 to 2.648, 48.7. Again, I don't know if it's still too close in Carolina. I mean, it's like almost 98% hour. Trump has almost got Carolina won. But again, we don't know. It still could come down to some very close voting in North Carolina right now. We're still unsure. But the West Coast seems to be right now the hot spot right now for the moment. And we'll see more about this throughout the night. And, of course, like I said, we will, we will definitely get your reactions here. Uh, like I said, Thursday on Wolfpack here, definitely here, J.D. Yeah. We thank you very much for keeping up with that. And definitely, like I said, we'll definitely – and also I think we can get some uh, – we'll try to get some coverage on uh, on the Entertainment Cavalcade page as well. So that way we can keep everyone up to date with that too. So, But definitely uh, – but, but thank you very much. And hopefully you all got out of voted today. Well, like I said, I know I did, I did it this morning. So a lot of folks did it earlier, but like I said, uh, but like I said, there were some things I think a lot of people were, were were happy about, but there are other things, of course, as I said earlier, I won't go back any more detail about it. That were that some people were, some people were not too happy about. So, but like I said, we'll 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 uh, we'll see how it all pans out here and. And like I said, but that doesn't mean we we that doesn't mean we have to because of the results of what they are, we don't have to like the results. So let's just keep that in mind as well. On that note, here, folks, I want to thank you very much here for joining us here tonight for episode 906 of Revolution. As always, I want to thank the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo, as well as the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, and the Soul Man Justin Lewis Fleming for joining us here tonight. <clears throat> Keeping real good coverage here, of course, on our thoughts about last night's Raw, as well as, of course, uh, tonight's history of wrestling and pop culture, as well as some news tidbits, of course, that did come in here as well. So uh, definitely, like I said, uh, definitely, this will definitely be one I would recommend going back and listening to here tonight. And also, if you want to download it and pick it up, you can, as well as a lot of our other episodes of a lot of our past shows here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Definitely go and do that. Also, check out a lot of our groups, of course, here on Facebook. Where everything we've got, of course, Entertainment Cavalcade, as well as, of course, uh, 
<clears throat> Sports Roundup, also Game Show Alley, of course, our tribute groups to Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, and also Whose Line Is It Anyway, Motor Week ret Retro Review, Cars of the Past, of course, our Power Rangers group, Protecting the Power, also WWS Movie Channel, we've been adding a few movies uh, on there here just recently. Um, as a matter of fact, we did add several here, uh, including, um, let me see, let's see, what, what, what did that, oh yes, including, of course, if everyone remembers the movie Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, I was able to, that one popped up here just this weekend, uh, we got that one on there, also we did get the movie Stagecoach, with I think Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and Chris Christopherson is in that one. And also, believe it or not, the first RoboCop. We got it on there. We got that on there earlier tonight. Uh, so definitely check that out here as well. As well as, of course, some other ones we've added on here recently, including uh, Baby Boom, Mr. Mom, Spaceballs, uh, the volume one and two of Ernest P. Worrell's uh, Greatest Commercials. Uh, also, of course, uh, Brannigan with John Wayne. Um, as well as, of course, some other classic movies there as well. You can check out a lot of those uh, on, on, like I said, on the WWS Movie Channel page. Also, check out a lot of our tribute groups here, of course, um, especially, of course, the video ball where we have a lot of great, uh, a lot of great uh, matches and moments, including a lot of great matches concerning, of course, The Undertaker. We've been posting a lot of great moments and matches concerning The Undertaker on there just recently. Also, check out Women of WCWUS for our female fans. Some great ladies matchups here, of course, popping up. Also, of course, here, uh, check out uh, our tribute groups. Of course, as we said, OBWUS, NWAUS, WCCWUS, GCWUS, ECWUS. Uh, also, of course, the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page, the Revolution Radio page, WCWS Universe, the On This Date page where we post, of course, Every Sunday we post, of course, Sunday's uh, wrestling history and birthdays there. So be sure to, of course, check out all everything we've got posted, ladies and gentlemen. You'll love what we have up. Uh, you'll will not, of course, regret it at all whatsoever. <clears throat> so, uh, but check out everything. WWS, of course, continuing to stay busy. Now, from here, what I'm course. hearing right now, hold on a second. I'm, from what I'm hearing right now, I, I cannot confirm this yet. But it seems like the LA Times. I mean, unless it's and this is this is legitimately real, folks. And again, we're going to keep an eye on this story. They are now saying, according to reports, however, it looks like maybe, just maybe, that Biden might have won California. So if that is the case, considering right now what it is, if he does win California, and like I said, if in this if he didn't win it before, however. And depending on what the final tally is in California right now, if he ends up winning California, that could just be one step closer. Depending on what the final tally is. Again, it's real now close in Iowa suddenly. It got very close in Iowa suddenly. So we're definitely going to keep an eye on that. Wisconsin, I think it's still very close to call. Let's see if we're going to see here. It says here right now, uh, Biden to win California, Oregon, and Washington. So there you go. Those are three states right there. Uh, Trump will win no. in Idaho, it looks like. So Biden might have taken the West Coast, folks. So that would be big. That would be big if he got the West Coast suddenly in his pocket. Because I could see that happening right now. And uh, let's see. Let's get back to Wisconsin. Let's see if we can get an update on what's going on. Minnesota, it's still early. 55.6 to 42.4. 49.7 to 40.86. 
Trump now pulls ahead of Wisconsin suddenly. Damn it. Uh, North Carolina is almost closed now. Florida is just about near the end of their uh, night, however, as well. Texas, uh, it's still close. 73% are only reporting that whole scenario. Pennsylvania, it's still up to 50%, 1.91 to 1.433. 53.6% to 42%. So it looks like Trump's going to steal Pennsylvania. Weasel. Uh, Florida, it looks like he is going to also snatch Florida, too. But uh, if all holds up here again, depending on the final tally, like I said, however, 77% of Washington are saying now 61% have got about almost 2 million votes he's got in Washington at the early outset for Biden. Oregon is reporting 62%. So far, 1,032,000, 61%, okay, 64.5% are now reporting. California, let's see. 5.5 5.5 million voted for Biden in Cali so far. 34% of the early ballot is saying this right now, but 70% so far are backing Biden. So it looks like if all holds up, he could also, like I said, take these three states out and push that up a little bit more. So we'll see the final time on that. So, again... I don't know. This is really too tough to call right now. I mean, like I said, I I just think it's it's it now looks like it's going to be North Carolina. It's 99.62%. They were saying this, however, and this was as of a minute and a half ago. 50.1 to 2.729 to 2.654, 50.1 to 48.7. Uh like I said, Colbert says 175.111. Uh, Nebraska says Trump won Nebraska. I'm not surprised there. He did win that. It looks like he's going to win that, however. Uh, but like I said, he's got Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, California. Nevada hasn't done their voting yet. It now could come down to Nevada. This is where things could get very intense. Depending on how much he picks up with Washington, Oregon, and California, Nevada could be the turning point. Depending on how he does in Nevada. Because right now, I mean... But Biden capturing pretty much six of the big West Coast states, California, Oregon, Washington, possibly, along with Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico. If Nevada comes number seven and he wins that, then this could be all over. This could be very over quickly. Like I said, mm-hmm. uh, let's see if we get an update here in North Carolina one more time. We're going to take a look. Again, we still have no update on Carolina yet, but like I said, 99.62% of reporting. Uh, now. Like I said, it's 99.61 and 4. So, again, Caroline and Florida are still in there. Let's see an update on Georgia. 53 to 45%, only 76% of reporting. Pennsylvania's at 50%. Wisconsin's got 74.2%. Uh, Michigan, 44.3%. It's still close in Michigan. Iowa's about 60%. It's still tight between 50% and 48% in Iowa. So, again, these are big states right now. We're watching very carefully. And right now, it looks like Minnesota 60% in. They said 55% are backing Biden. So, last we saw, it looks like Biden is ahead pretty good, 55 to 43% early on in Minnesota. So, that is good, too. Absolutely. There you go. So, like I said, we'll keep, we'll keep tabs on what J.D. will definitely get some JD and some of our other folks will get some stuff up in the Entertainment Cavalcade page. Of course, here between tonight and tomorrow, of course, I'll let you know here, of course, on any other word we have, of course, about all the, about everything, of course, coming in here, of course, from all the remaining uh, states that have yet to report in here. But it looks like, like I said, the way JD is saying, 
you know, it's very, very close indeed. Biden may end up possibly, to some degree, might end up taking it. I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see, about, of course, what will happen here. But check out everything we've got going on here in WCWS here, of course, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to once again continue to hear your thoughts and opinions about everything going on, uh, everything that we've posted over the years. Uh, please be sure to, of course, leave your thoughts and opinions about everything. Um, but we'd love to hear what you, of course, have to, have to say here, of course, on everything that we have going on. So be sure to check out, check out all of our groups here, of course, here today. Uh, <clears throat> Revolution episode 906 is a broadcast on the WCWS radio network. Right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and forever, forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We, of course, will <clears throat> of course, we'll see you, of course, in the ring. Also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget outside the ropes tomorrow night, 141-387-POUND, of course, as well as, of course, episode 907 of Revolution at 9 o'clock, 138055-POUND. Check us out here, of course, tomorrow evening. Ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only in the WCWS radio network. Um, and I know JD's been paying attention to the election here. So, to help I out JD a little bit, I'm actually. Okay, well, JD has something here for us. Let's go ahead and let him play that to close out Revolution 906. Oh,
Take care and God bless here, folks. This is WCWS Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.